Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. What's up, losers, and welcome to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. My name is Andrew Bascom, and welcome to the podcast, where for 147 episodes, we've helped you lose money in about 30-ish minutes. On this episode, we'll be discussing our favorite ways to lose money on the NFL Week 11. Oh no, oh no, we're more than halfway through. I'm already starting to miss the NFL. I, lo- I love losing money on the NFL, and so do my three guests. The Pants Rider Prince is going to be coming on to make his safe and spicy picks of the week. Safe pick, obviously self-explanatory. Spicy, also self-explanatory. You know, a little dangerous, a little exciting, a little caliente. Then we have Charlie Chalk on to make his lock of the week, also self-explanatory. One single bet, where he thinks it's the lock of the week, plus any other bets he likes. And then we have the gambler on, our third guest, to make his tease of the week. Teases, where we move the line a little bit and give up a little bit of odds along the way. And I make the picks with them, so lots of picks on my end too. So many picks for the NFL Week 11. Let's get into it. Let's get on to bet number one with the Pantsarotti Prince. Number one. Coming up first, coming off a 2-0 and week, is the one, the only, the Pants Ready Prince. Pants Ready Prince, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Andrew. How you doing? Oh, I can imagine you're doing just fantastic after last week. After everyone mocked you for your insane Indianapolis Colts pick, but why did you even need the four and a half points when you could have just taken the money line? And I did, secretly, but uh, <laughs> yeah, just had a feeling about Jeff Saturday and uh, him loving Peyton Manning light as in Matt Ryan and going back to him. Yeah, It's a different Colts team. I mean, I, I might be talking about them uh, just in, in a couple Ooh, minutes. We'll see. Okay. Okay. Well, I can't wait to hear about that. But until then, why don't you tell us, what is your safe pick of the week? So, Andrew, a wise man once told me, mm. if you see a team with a better record at home mm-hmm. as the underdog, you should take them. Oh, okay. Good advice. Oh. I'm not going to do that because <laughs> I just think the Cowboys are going to beat the Vikings. There so I'm going to pivot and talk about a different game. I'm going to talk about the New York Giants, and I'm going to take them minus three, just like I did last week for my safe say. pick against the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Giants are rolling. They, you know, beat the beat the Houston Texans hand, handedly yeah. at home. That's not saying much. But to do the same thing over again – you don't have to say much. No. Even the Detroit Lions at home is not a tall task. I think uh, Saquon Barkley is going to have an absolute field day running over yeah. this yeah. just pure craft Detroit <laughs> run defense. And, uh, yeah, I I think this is – here is a, a six, seven-point game. At three is not enough, in my opinion. I'm taking it easy. Well, I think the three, you know, is, is mostly because, like – we keep saying, I keep saying, excuse me, I shouldn't put words in other people's mouths. I keep saying the Giants are very lucky. You know, like, the, what, what are they doing this on? They're doing this on on shoe tape and magic. And so when you see lines like four to the Texans coming off a bye after all that too, and three to a Detroit Lions team, excuse me, a two wins in a row Detroit Lions team, uh, you start thinking, well, that that's they're, they're accounting. Vegas is accounting for the fact that one of, one of these games they're going to blow. But you know what? It's impressive when they beat Houston. Not because it's Houston, but because that's a trap. And that's what bad teams would do. They would lose to bad teams. But a good team beats bad teams, and that's what they did last week, and that's what they're trying to do this week. Yeah, it's just good coaching. And you yeah. know what? I'll follow good coaching, especially when the good coaching is playing the Detroit Lions. I think yeah. that's uh, that's a glaring, uh, this is a safe pick that I'm going to easily jump on. 
Yeah, 100%. And you know what? Honestly, that defense should be better, too. Detroit scoring 30 points in both games. I don't know. You know, I, I really do. I agree with you. They're going to run all over them. So, eat, nice. Nice little safe pick. This is the absolute encapsulation of a safe pick. We're taking the Giants over the Detroit <laughs> Lions. There we go. All right. For my safe pick of the week, I'm going to be looking at the Cincinnati Bengals at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, right now, Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals are favored by five points. I rode the Steelers last week uh, to an easy home win against the, the Saints. And I'm going back to the well. This is my favorite pick of the, the, of the absolute weekend. I love this. This is why my safe pick. TJ Watt is back and it truly changes everything for the Steelers. Without Watt, the Steelers defense ranks bottom in the bottom three in the last two seasons. With him, they're in the top ten. And Watt returned to week 10 and completely stymied that Saints defense. Uh, excuse me, Saints offense holding them to a meager 186 yards of total offense. Yikes. Um, you know, Mika Fitzpatrick is most likely out. That does hurt my case. But you know what? Jamar Chase is out. So let's just call that a wash. Uh, I love the Steelers. I just, I, you know, without Chase, the Bengals offense is just not as quite as dangerous. Uh, Steelers defense is probably the best unit on the field. I love the Steelers. You get five points. I love it so much. I'm going to take the money line again. So I'm going to take the Steelers Ooh. plus five and the money line plus 190. Yeah, I mean, this one worries me if I'm a Bengals fan because just Joe Burrow against the AFC North on the road yeah. doesn't exactly sparkle. Uh, and something says that the Pittsburgh Steelers at home can take care of business. Mm-hmm. That being said, the offense is just pure crap, yeah, but that, yeah, the return of TJ Watt gives you so much of a boost that I think he's going to cause problems for Joe, and I think it's going to be hard for the Bengals to score points. Yes, I think it's going to be hard for the Steelers to score points yes. just because their offense sucks. And the Bengals defense is good, too. The Bengals defense is good, too. But yep. I, I do yep. think, yeah, I'm with you here. This is going to be a low-scoring, close game. You know, an interdivisional game with the best team on the road, or the better team, sorry, air right. quotes, right. Right. by record. Uh, yep. Usually, we're seeing a within-three-points game. And, yeah. yeah. I'll take the plus five any day. Yeah, that, that's all That's all it is. It's five points. I think that number will go down a little bit. But uh, And the other one, too, is the Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals got to worry. This is really going to be their season if they lose. Like, it's not, it's going to be really hard to come back from at this point. And you know what? I just want to, you know, everyone at home, uh, you're welcome. I didn't have to. I saved you from like 10 different lines of uh, statistics of Mike Tomlin, underdog, at home. Oh, my God. And there's like 10 different things about how he's the best coach of all time. So you're welcome. Just trust <laughs> me on that one. Those all exist. Okay. All right, Pants Right Prince, where are you going with your spicy pick of the week? Like I said, I'm returning to the well, double dipping with the same <laughs> chip. Oh, wow. Let's go to Indy, plus seven against mm-hmm. the formerly undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. Even if they won on, against Washington, I was going to take the Colts here. Uh, okay. It's too many points. Okay. This Colts team was in just shambles, rock bottom. Mm. And yeah, with Sam Ellinger, that was a. Jimmer say calling for, I need change, I need change. Yeah, yeah. This is not the right change. Sam Ellinger can lead you <laughs> to a top five draft pick, but Jeff Saturday's in there. We're turning it back over to Matt Ryan. The yep. offensive line is starting to play better. Jonathan Taylor is fully healthy. This is the team that we maybe thought we were going to see at the beginning of the year that yep. was going to say maybe they can compete for a playoff spot. Now, it might be too late for Indy because the right. four, five, and one. But I think Philadelphia on a short week mm. on the road with Nick Sirianni going back into Indianapolis mm-hmm. where the Colts staff knows what kind of an offensive game plan he brings. The defense is playing absolutely unbelievable right now. 
I think this is going to be a close game. I mean, yeah, maybe I just get super stoned <laughs> and take the Colts money line too. But I think <laughs> minus seven for Philly, that's a lot. And I understand this yeah. is the NFC's number one seed, but the AFC is so much stronger than the NFC. Yeah. Yeah. But I think when the NFC comes over to the AFC, you're going to see a lot more closer games than you think. Colts plus seven. I'm taking it. Wow. That is that is a truly spicy line there. This is a game I'm going to be talking about a little bit later in the episode when I'm taking my lock of the week with uh, Charlie Chalk. So, you know, I'm going to share my thoughts then. But I, I agree with you. There's a lot to, there was a lot that was surprising about last week and uh, – and, and, you know, are the Eagles as good as we think? You know, you see some bullshit narrative stuff that just drives me crazy. I'm like, did they peak too early? I'm like, so what are they supposed to do? Not win games for the first yeah. nine? Like, I don't, okay, whatever. Um, you know, I, I think these things happen. I, I, I don't I don't read too much into, you know, Indy's got a ton of talent on their team. So does Philadelphia. Seven points is a lot of points. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yep. it's like, honestly, why even, you know, it's like the advice you gave earlier. Why make it more complicated than that? All right, for my spicy pick of the week, I'm going to be taking the New York Jets at New England Patriots, and I'm going to be taking the Patriots minus three. Yeah, the last okay. time they, I thought for a second, I thought for oh. a second you were taking the Jets. I was like, holy crap. Sorry. Oh, my God. That is true <laughs> spice right there. That is like, just take the money at that point. The last time the Jets beat the Patriots in regulation, Mark Sanchez threw the opening touchdown to LaDainia Tomlinson in a 2011 playoff win. That's the last time the Jets beat the Patriots. The last time it happened, it was 25 matchups ago. The New England New England Patriots have won 13 in a row against the New York Jets and are 12-0-1 against the spread in that time. So, hmm, okay. Are these Jets different? This is the big thing. Are the Jets different? Robert Sala in this defense. Oh, my goodness. You know, they've won five of six, and the last time we saw the Jets, they, they upset the mighty, mighty Buffalo Bills, and that was a heck of a way to enter the bye week. But historically, that tells the Jets are probably a little bit overvalued in the market right now. People keep talking about how good the Jets' defense is, but both teams rank the top three of DVOA, of defense. So, okay. And in a game of outstanding defenses, I'd rather take Bill, Bel Bill Belichick's defense and a defense that's going against Zach Wilson, even though, let's just be real, Mac Jones has no, nothing home to write about. But I just, I really just think this is just, this is history. Uh, they also, let's not forget, three weeks ago did play each other and the Patriots won. Uh, and at that point, they were, it was the opposite. Uh, whatever. I'm not even going to get into the lines and stuff like that. This is so stupid. I'm taking the Patriots minus three. I think, I don't know why this is spicy at all. I just, I, I like a lot of games this week and I had to pit it, pick it into one spot. And so I'm taking the Patriots minus three. No, I, I mean, hey, if you have New England at home against not a Super Bowl contender, you're yes. taking New England every time. Yeah. I think the only teams that go into New England and you can say, hmm, I will take this team. You've got Casey. you got maybe Baltimore. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I, and, and maybe Buffalo, but maybe like maybe. in the AFC, yeah. it's just that is a very hard place to play, especially when it gets cold. Yeah. And especially when your offense is crap, like the Jets' offense is. Uh, the Jets' strength is the defense. I don't think that they're going to have any problems against the New England offense. I just mm. don't think they're going to score any points. Yeah. And I'm, I, I'm with you on taking the home team here. Yeah, I, I honestly, you heard my, I honestly started stunting what I was saying because you heard myself trying not to overthink it in real time of going like, <laughs> but it's just, uh, 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 no, don't just take the Patriots minus three. Let's just go home happy. It's going to be an ugly ass game because God, knows, the Patriots, just, yeah. oh, Patriots want to play 1940. Ugliest football. game of the week. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially yeah. now that the winter's coming, too. God help. I don't know if any of uh, the future guests here are going to be talking about the Buffalo game, but they're supposed to get over five feet of snow in 24 hours uh, just before Sunday. Yeah. Five feet. So, uh, I hope they don't go to Detroit. That's what they're oh. saying right now. I hope they just play it in Buffalo. Let's see some uh, Let's see some fun football here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even even that actually even helps Cleveland. And as a Buffalo fan, I could care less. That's football. Let's just do this thing. Um, yeah, so there we go. Pants Ready Prince, those are your sp- uh, sp- Pants right, Prince. Those are your safe and spicy picks of the week, and we hope you go 2-0 again. But until then, hope you have fun losing money. I will, you think it is. Bet number two. Coming up now with his lock of the week is Charlie Chalk. Charlie Chalk, how you doing? Andrew, I'm doing great. Doing great, but doing I better great. rebound or no one's going to listen to me anymore. <laughs> I know. You had you came out so hot to start the season, and now you've you hit a little rough spot. So let's see. Let's let, we got to bounce back here. Come on, we got this. It's getting colder, but you're getting hotter here. Here, let's go. What are you doing with your lock of the week? Well, my lock is not chalky, but I love it. I love it. I am going to take okay. the Cowboys minus oh, one and a half in Minnesota. Hmm. But I'm okay. just thinking, mm. how important is this game? If Dallas had beaten Green Bay, which they should have, sure. and yep. Buffalo beat minnesota and should have yeah how yep. how much of a leaning would have dallas would have been five points they would have been yeah they probably. would have been yeah dallas was hot and minnesota you know is an overrated team at seven and at seven and one at the time so i i i just it's it's prime picking dallas is so good after a loss they're 10 and two against the spread the next game wow. um so they're going into this one it just what's come up quickly is some injuries, very key injuries in Minnesota. Yeah. yeah, now, um, yeah. And, and Jefferson and, showing up on the injury report's not good. So, well, and, and this guy, Darasaw, is that his name? Yeah, uh, Christian Darasaw. Christian yes, Darisaw, yeah. he's the number one left best tackle in the NFL. Well, yeah. against the third ranked Dallas defense, I'm telling you, yeah, Micah Parsons. This, um, yeah. this might not look as very good for our Minnesota fans. So, I, I do like them. There's a few more things. CeeDee Lamb, just so you know, if you're a pop guy, yep. is going to have a huge game because Minnesota has Ooh. a very weak secondary. They've got okay. they've gone through six players in the secondary. They're in trouble. Wow. They they were, yeah. And then Parsons and Lawrence are going to come on to to yeah. uh, Cousins. And I know I'm uh, Minnesota's bottom ten in the run, and Pollard's going to yep. be good. Yep. So I I don't know how you feel, but I think Dallas. I think they can win this game. And cover easily. Well, it's funny because I think this is the line that people were like, oh, okay, so Minnesota's at home coming off a big win uh, against Buffalo Bills, and Dallas is coming off a big blow. You know, they blew the game against Green Bay Packers, and they're in Minnesota. What do you think the line is? And people are like, Minnesota minus four. And you're like, no, it's Dallas minus one, and that's where it opened up. Yes. But to be perfectly honest, and people are shocked by that, and they're like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe that that would be the line. You know what? No, I completely believe that that that's what the line is. You know, Kirk Cousins, as much as people are like, you know, Kirk Cousins playing well, I don't know. Trust me, as a person that intimately watched that whole Buffalo game, he was doing a lot of, like, turning his head and throwing the ball as hard as he can. It's kind of like the old Mahomes to Hill thing where, you know, the old meme where he goes, uh, F it, I know he's down the field somewhere. I know that's what Cousins is doing to Jefferson. Like, well, if I put it close to him, maybe he'll get it. You know what? You got it the whole game. So I I like Dallas in this one. It's not one of the picks I'm making today, but is definitely, if I was taking a side, would be taking Dallas. And and, and Minnesota has won. Their record looks great, but they've won each game by less than a touchdown. This could be a totally, totally different number. It may be 500 or less. So, uh, yes, it, it just, I, I think Dallas 
deserves the game. And I, you know, I'm not a bandwagon guy with the Cowboys by any means, but I, no. I just think that they're a good football team. And um, I think Prescott can, can really chew these guys up. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, no, I agree with you. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think Dallas minus minus one and a half. There you go. So there's your lock of the week. I, that is. Uh, Charlie, my lock of the week. Yes. Here we go. I love this pick. I'm going to be taking the Philadelphia Eagles minus six and a half against and at the Indianapolis Colts. This is a classic buy low, sell high spot. Last Sunday morning, the line for the Eagles was minus 10 and a half against these Colts. It was 10 and a half. Philadelphia was unbeaten and was a dominant, like, Super Bowl top three favorite. And Indianapolis was the laughing stock at the, uh, laughing stock at the NFL with a totally untested coach and one of the worst profiles in the league. Now, we're throwing out the first, first half of the season because of one weird weekend? Get out of here. Also, this Jeff, just, Jeff Saturday stuff just drives me crazy. So now, all of a sudden, has to, everyone has to apologize because they're like, this hiring is ridiculous. And then he wins his first game against a very bad Raiders team. And we're like, we're like, oh, I'm so sorry. That that was actually a good hire. No, it wasn't. That was a terrible hire. This guy's never coached whatsoever. I, I think it's absolutely still incredibly ridiculous. Also, incredibly offensive. You know what I mean? Not to, like, there are, there are rules in, in place to hire minority coaches and he just hires his you can go golfing buddy well that's kind of what the rule is in place to uh, prohibit so whatever that's still so stupid but man this really helps when you play man matt ryan instead of sam ellinger isn't it yeah man, sam ellinger is just not an nfl quarterback so all of a sudden matt ryan looks pretty good because he's an actual former mvp former super bowl participant uh i just think this is just so so i'm not moving this line four points because of one weekend of results and i won't magically pretend that the colts suddenly learned how to block and play offense just because they hung 25 points on the worst defense in the league six and a half under the touchdown philadelphia eagles go birds all day long i agree with you i all that was long. just too chalky for charlie i um <laughs> i, I, I <laughs> just tried to keep away that i just uh <laughs> but i do like it i, I again there's the proof is there we're not going to beat up saturday anymore but you, you need a coach no. in this league and um he's not a cheerleader and that's all he can be right now and i'll just sprinkle no. one more and okay and, yeah and again it's strictly I'm taking New England. I'm taking the coach against oh, the coach. Yeah. Um, yep. You know what? Three points is nothing. They they beat them the first time out. Jets all along have been an overrated team. They're not a good football team. God darn it, Buffalo, stop playing these teams, turning over balls to make them look good because they are no <laughs> yeah. good. You're facing the two Buffalo losses recently yes. uh, against going against them. Well, as as v- listeners know, I just took uh, New England in the last segment with the fans ready Prince. I, so, great you bet. know, Great yeah. bet. You and me on the same page on that one for sure. Okay. Charlie, thank you so much for your picks. We hope you have fun losing money this weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Andrew, I hope I do better. Time to read some ads. Now word from our sponsor and an app I use all the time, Betstamp. I, I... I once again, we make this podcast in huge part due to due to Betstamp, not because of their wonderful support, but also because we use the app to find the lines that we're going to be doing. So you have a uh, you have odds on two different sides. That's why sometimes you'll hear different numbers depending on the guest, because either the numbers will move and we're trying to be advantageous about it, or you have the different side. And so just because the Chicago Bears are minus one and a half doesn't mean the Detroit Lions are plus one and a half. Sometimes those numbers are better because you can use different books right through the Betstamp app. Find the find the number you like, click on the book, be taken right there. Also, you know, I we use the um, the marketplace for our account, so we make picks all the time, and you can see the picks we made outside of this podcast. Yes, we post things on at Losing Money WIB on Twitter and Instagram, but we make hundreds of picks that in between those things. Those are just featured bets. So if you want to see the full picks that we're making, you can follow me over the Best Amp app as well. Use the promo code LMWAB when signing up so you can help support the podcast. 
And thanks again to Betstamp for supporting this podcast. Bet number three. And our final guest coming on to talk about his tease of the week is the one, the only, the gambler. Gambler, how you doing? Doing all right. I'm 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 hoping uh, I'm hoping to turn things around. I think we we need to right the ship, and and I think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're we're feeling, or I'm feeling, the omnipotence of the universe. Just all of that, uh, all of that thunder, Balance. all of that heat from the beginning of the year has now been uh-huh. uh, all but extinguished. You know, I will say that is true of the tease of the week. Uh, it's definitely cooled off a little bit, but your your UFC picks, which we'll get to in the record check here a little bit, were very on point. So, you know, at least it's working out for you say in some capacities. So, But you're right. Let's get back on the tease of the week. And only way we can do that is by finding out what is your tease of the week? We're gonna we're gonna stick with the three game six point tees. I wanna okay. I wanna keep it simple. Um, we're getting plus one sixty odds and game one. Um, very straightforward. I don't think we need to dissect it too much. It's mm-hmm. <clears throat> Tomlin at home as an underdog. Uh, the Steelers uh, at yeah. time of taping are getting four. Um, so oh. it's it's. It's gone down a bit. I think the spread opened as Steelers plus five. Uh, So you're seeing the betters bet that down. But with a tease, you're getting Steelers plus 10. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's a rivalry game. And, you know, again, I think go look at Tomlin, Tomlin's stats at home as an underdog. I I think it's it's everything you need to know is, is right there. Oh, no, for sure. You know, that was my first bet of the, of the night. It's my best bet of the night. I love the Pittsburgh Steelers. I got it at the plus five early on in the week, as you can see on our best stamp account. And uh, I love this. You know, no argument here. And I did the same thing you did where I just go, do you want me to list all these Tomlin stats? Just trust me. There's a lot of them. So, uh, you know, Steelers plus five. And really, you know, the thing I didn't bring up, since he loses, which because I have a little bit on the money line as well, if since he loses, this might be their season. If you look at the schedule, it, it gets really hard. Like there is KC, there's Buffalo, there's Baltimore. Like it, it, it could be the end of their season. So let's see Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, a team I genuinely don't like, but I'm cheering for now second week in a row. So you and me on the same page. So Pittsburgh going to plus 10. Uh, where are we going with the next game? Uh, next game, <clears throat> I'm looking at a, a, at a matchup. I would say I'm looking at a really bad matchup, which oh, is okay, uh, Lions traveling like on the road, heading to MetLife. Getting three against the mighty G-Men. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I say this often. Um, you know, we're we're kind of going against the the rules a little bit. Where I'm 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 on the Giants this time. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, you, traditionally you're you're not supposed to tease favorites. I've said that a few times, but this is one of those ones where I just do not see how the Lions win this game. I understand the Lions mm-hmm. have won back-to-back games. Go look at the opponents. One of the worst Green Bay teams we've seen. A Chicago team that I think is pretty much openly tanking or openly losing. And, you know, to me, it's pretty simple. You've got the 31st ranked run defense going up uh-huh. against the arguably second best or third best run-based offense in the Giants. Right. Saquon yeah. looks like he's in full form. Yeah, and uh, go look at Jared Goff's stats on the road uh, in an open <laughs> stadium. It's it's going to be cold. frigid. They're saying yeah. it's going to be, you know, high wind. And, yeah. you know, I don't have anything personal against the guy, but I don't think small hands Goff is going <laughs> to go into uh, MetLife 
and and pull this off. Not to mention the fact whether you think it's luck or not, the, the Giants are one of the hottest teams this season. I mean, they're they're uh, well, they really are. You know, they really are. It's it's kind of nuts. If you had said in any other experiment here that a seven and two team going on the road against a uh, excuse me seven and two team at home against a three and six team on the road, you'd be like, well, yeah, that line's got to be like seven or eight, right? No, it's and you know the Pansbury Prince took this earlier, and I was kind of making this argument then. I I fear that you're that the odds makers Vegas is looking at this going like it's magic, it'll run off eventually, and it will be one of these teams. It was Houston last week. Nope, they took care of business. Good for them. Or or a team like you know the the, the Detroit Lions like last two weeks. They're terrible, but they're but they can catch people by surprise, and so they don't want to give you these six seven point lines so that you can get burned on it. They're only going to give you three. So even taking more points does make a lot of sense. Does make a lot of sense, excuse me, because Jared Goff also sucks for a lot of reasons, like you said. Well, let me just give some quick stats to to support the point. Giants okay. this season are seven to two against the spread. They're they're having their best kind of against the spread year since 08. Daniel okay. Jones is the most profitable quarterback against the spread this season. He's seven and two, obviously. And Daniel Jones, furthermore, is nine and four career against the spread versus teams with win rates of less than 40%. So yeah, there you go. The there metrics, go. the trends tell us, you know, the Giants have been very profitable and we're teasing that in our favor. Yep. So I, I feel great about taking the Giants in this spot, despite the fact that we're breaking one of the rules of, of teasers. Oh, there you go. No, okay, absolutely. So two of our two of our guests this week love the Giants. So that's good. Where are we going for your third game? The third game is one that I thought a little bit about because it's a team I've kind of stayed away from, but lately they have been one of the most, if not consistent, certainly one of the hottest teams. And I'm looking at the Washington Commanders traveling to Houston, laying three, and I I just look at how the Commanders played against Philadelphia. I look at how Heineke's played. I mean, again, just some quick stats. Heineke uh-huh. is 4-0-1 against the spread in his last five starts. Yeah. Heineke is 8-2-1 against the spread in his last 11 starts. And the right. Texans, I mean, they've lost four straight. They're, I think they're just in a completely out-of-control downward spiral. <laughs> and this was one I couldn't believe or talk about a random stat. Ron Rivera is eight and three against the spread when facing a team on at least a four game losing streak. So wow, it's, oh, yeah, bad. I mean, good, good, good for the guy that crunched, yeah. that, you know, had his calculator spit that one out. So to <laughs> me, I'm, I'm looking at trends, right? Washington's red hot. I think Houston's just in a downward spiral. Heineke's really playing really like high level football. So again, I'm, I'm going to break another rule and I'm going to tease this up to give, myself or to give the commanders uh getting three instead of laying three yeah you know it's so funny i think the washington uh line is exactly the same as the new york uh, giants line where you're like yeah we don't think they're that good uh but they're playing an awful team so you're getting three you're like okay we'll we'll see you know i i the they washington looked really good against philadelphia yes a lot of things needed to go right philadelphia really shot themselves in the foot routinely uh, and like some of these, some of these turnovers, like it's insane that they had as many turnovers in the game as they did in the you know first half of the season. Well, that's not going to happen all the time. But Washington did look really good, and that offense was able to move the ball down the field. So I like I like getting plus three against a terrible Houston Texans team. So there you go. Well, that's the thing. There's and I mean, if, yeah. if Washington 
does anything remotely close to what they did against Philly in terms of time of possession, then this game's oh, yeah, going to be a blowout. Because, you know, unlike Philly that, yeah, they can they can strike like a dagger and, and score in, in a matter of minutes, Houston's not that team, right? Houston's not no. going to move the ball the way that Philly's able to move the ball. So if Washington can dominate time of possession – then you won't need you know any points. You could you could Washington will easily cover this uh, the spread. Well, there you go. So there's your three game six point tease. Uh, mine. I'm going to be a little more conservative because I did lose last week. That was my only loss of the week last week, and I'm very bitter about it. So I'm going to go down to two games and six points for a minus one twenty. Uh, the first game is going to be the Dallas Cowboys. I'm moving the minus one to plus five. Uh, it's it's at Minnesota, but Minnesota talking about Washington having a lot of things had to go right. A lot of things had to go right for Minnesota to win that game last week, and a lot of things had to go wrong for Dallas to lose. I think Dallas is actually a pretty good team. I can't believe I'm saying this. I always hate Dallas, uh, but but their defense is really good, and they're getting healthier, which is kind of crazy to think about. And their offense is you know clicking into sync. So and and with Ezekiel Elliott back, I know I can't believe I'm saying that, but it actually is their running game is really important, and having two running backs is better than having one running back. So I think moving all the way to plus five makes a lot of sense for me. And I also don't think like the bottom will fall out in this Minnesota team. Yes, they are talented, but they do have Kirk Cousins. And uh, that's a real, real kryptonite on that team there. So Dallas Cowboys moving to plus five. Um, and then the other game is I, I can't believe I'm going to do this, but I, I you could tell I'm very sour about last week's uh, game with the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to take the Bills moving eight and a half to two and a half uh, minus two and a half. Uh, against the Cleveland uh, Browns in Detroit. I think it does definitely help that they're going to be inside. I think this, when you when you uh, introduce weather factors like that, randomness is more introduced. And that means anything can happen and good teams can be bad teams and bad teams can be good teams. The thing is, right now, the Buffalo Bills are a better team than the Cleveland Browns, especially with Deshaun Watson out. And moving this into a neutral field, yes, it sucks losing the home game, means that the Buffalo Bills can, you know, enforce their will onto the Cleveland Browns. So I really just think this is just a simple getting it less than a field goal under the key mark of three. I, I, Buffalo Bills are better, three points better than uh, the Cleveland Browns, even on a neutral field. So those are going to be my two games. Dallas Cowboys plus five and the Buffalo Bills minus two and a half. You got to you got to think the, the Bills are very much in a get right spot, right? They're, they're coming off of, of a truly, you know, spectacular loss in the way that that game ended. And, you know, I, I really feel like based on his tone, Josh Allen's been really hard on himself. I think he recognizes mm-hmm. that a lot of the burden is on him and rightfully so. So yeah. I, I could see this game, despite the fact that it's a neutral field, it's indoors. Uh, this this has the makings of a blow. I, I think that Buffalo is, is yeah, you know, going to be looking to send a message. And, and what better team to feast on than the lowly, lowly Browns? Yeah, I, I'm with you. You know, it's it's actually one of the numbers where I think I'm going to be throwing it out on our socials at Losing Money WIB, but it's like, you know, Buffalo to score 40, you know, that's definitely on the table. Uh, like, if you can take the eight and a half, maybe you move to, you know, take the bands, like 10 to 20. Um, the Buffalo bids some vibe. I, I really honestly think a lot's on the table, especially with this defense getting healthier. And God help us, if Trey White, this is, the Buffalo Bills have the number one DVOA defense right now. And if they, they're missing one of the top three, five corners in the league, with Trey White all season. And then they get him back. It's like, well, his defense might be pretty good. So, like, as much as Josh Allen can blame himself after two uh, losses that he puts squarely on his shoulders, fine, whatever. Uh, I think the defense can hold him into the, hold him into things even when he makes mistakes. So, yeah, you're right. I think it's a buy-low spot. I think that's a good way of putting it. No, I, I like the pick. I, I think I think yeah. you can even, you know, pay some, some, like you said, consideration to the Bills spread, you know, just as it is with the, with the minus eight or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah. Well, there we go. So those are our two uh, Dallas Cowboys and Buffalo Bills. Wow, that's my teaser. It's a 1993 Super Bowl over again. 
Um, okay, so there we go. Those are our two teases of the week. Gambler, you, please, you know, whatever you got to do, whatever, whatever, you know, tree you need to knock down or sage you need to burn in your house to get back to your tease of the week. You got this. It's more like the UFC all over again. So best of luck with your tease of the week. And we hope you have fun losing money. I appreciate it. I, I hope we're going to return back to our old ways. And if nothing else, then, then I, you know, the next MMA card can't get here soon enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Recap. Okay, lots of bets. Let's get into it. My picks were the Pittsburgh Steelers plus five, plus a little sprinkle on the money line, plus 190. I have the Patriots minus three and the Philadelphia Eagles minus six and a half. For my two games, six point tees at a minus 120, it is the Cowboys plus five at Minnesota and the Buffalo Bills. Minus two and a half. Ooh, in Detroit. Okay, so that's, I hate that. I wish they played in the snow. Even though it might be bad for the Bills, so maybe it's good in Detroit. But here we go. Panzer to Prince, he likes the Giants minus three, and Indy plus seven. Charlie Chalk, he likes Dallas minus one and a half, and New England minus three. The gambler for his three-game tees is Pittsburgh plus nine and a half, the Giants plus three, and Washington plus three. Ooh, interesting. Let's get to the record check. Record check. It's another good week, guys. I don't know what to tell you. I had another good week, and that makes me insufferable. So I went four and one. Uh, I had the Dolphins minus three and a half. I had the Steelers plus three and their money line plus 125. And I had the Bears, Lions over 47 and a half, which was great. Uh, and the only thing I lost on was the two game tees uh, with both legs. So I didn't even come close. So four and one. Very, very happy with that. That was great. And you know who else was happy with that? The Panzerati Prince. He went 2-0 because he had the Giants minus 4.5, and, and he had Indy miraculously not even needing the points he could have taken on the money line at plus 6.5. Charlie Chalk, unfortunately, went 0-2 with Chicago. He was on the other side of that. And Vegas minus 4.5. The Gambler also unfortunately lost. He won in his first two legs. He won on Seattle, won on Pittsburgh, but unfortunately lost on Philadelphia with a minus 4.5. Unfortunately, they lost outright. Now, the other thing is we made bets for UFC 281 in Madison Square Garden. Now, this is another one where you're going to hear me. This sounds like complaining. I'm, I'm not like I'm not like making excuses or anything like that, but I was all over this and I, sh I just overcomplicated my bets. So in the long run, I lost money. I had Poirier by decision at plus 300. That was a loss, but I had the over one and a half rounds. That's a win. I had Whaley uh, by KOTKO. She won by submission. Okay. I had the under four and a half rounds. That won. And then I add Asanya via decision, and that was about two and a half minutes from happening. So, so close on so many of them, and really I should have just taken some money lines. It got too cute. So, probably a small loss on that one, even though there is some wins in there. The Gambler, he also made bets for UFC 281. He had Whaley inside the decision at plus 115. He had Poye inside the decision at plus 115. See where I'm going with this one? He had Izzy minus 200. Unfortunately, he lost, but he had the over two and a half rounds and does not go to decision at plus 120. So the, so the Gambler made a lot of money on UFC 281. I should have been listening to him. So just keep that in mind for next time, okay? Now over to at Losing Money WAB. That's our free daily picks on Twitter, on Instagram. We went one and three. We had a brutal week. If you if you follow me over the BetStamp app, which you should, you should use the promo code LMWAB. You'll see I'm making multiple picks every day. NCAA stuff, uh, NBA props, uh, you know, NCAA, excuse me, football and basketball. We've actually had a really good week, but I usually feature one bet uh, on our Twitter and in our Instagram accounts at, at Losing Money WAB. And those ones did well, but everything else did well. It's just the featured bets didn't do well. So that unfortunately sucks a little bit. There's a, that's a little bit humbling. I got a few people in the comments that reminded me that I lost money, which, you know, always a little frustrating because you're like, why don't you know the name? The name is losing money. You know, you're welcome. That being said, 
I went four and one this week, last week on the NFL during the podcast. So I, I hope to recapture that magic a little bit and spread it over to our socials. So we can't wait to lose money on the NFL week 11. Please subscribe to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom wherever you enjoy podcasts. And please give a subscribe and a like to at Losing Money WIB on either Twitter or Instagram, wherever you decide to waste your time. Also, download the BetStamp app, like I was saying, and tell them Losing Money with Andrew Bascom sent you so you can help support the podcast by using the promo code LMWAB. We'll be back next Friday to talk about the NFL and hopefully lose more money on it. Have fun losing money, and we'll see you later, losers. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!